I want the fairy tale. I want the Prince Charming. She, how do I put this, isn't a fan of my kissing style. So we were boyfriend and girlfriend for about 12 hours. He's in a trash bin. He's non-recyclable. Catch you never. I love being in love. I love love. On today's episode of Where's Your Head At, we will be telling you how to make your crush obsessed with you. You should always be your true authentic self, but try these little tips and psychological tricks to get your next crush keen on you too. Stick around to hear some toxic and non-toxic ways to master the law of attraction. Where's Your Head At is a podcast that talks all things relationships, breakups, reality TV, trending shows, and everything in between. This is your new go-to destination for laughs, gossip, intimate details, advice, and much more. Matt, that is one large coffee you're drinking this morning. You're feeling extra tired. Yeah, I am, but a big boy needs a big coffee, I reckon. Thanks for pointing it out. Is it a big cup or is it a small hand or is it a... Oh, my God. <laughs> no. The compl- the self-compliments have started already. How are you this morning? Well, let's cut the formalities, Anna. Let's cut the little chit-chat. I'm not in a good place. Why? Jen goes away on Friday and um, she has no... Like, this is the one. This is the big one. So, this is the one where she has no service like she can't message you no i still can't wrap my head around that like how are we living in this day and age and she's gonna have no reception well she's tracking the lara pinta trail for the hunger project charity so she's raised five grand and they're going to walk the lara pinta trail good on her what a great thing to do 15 kilometers a day they're camping out under the stars they're really like, it's a real like come to Jesus sort of black time. You know what I mean? Who is she doing it with? Her work. So the right. Hunger Project is with Black to Cuba, who she works for. And they're like, they take all the staff on this. Uh, so is this compulsory? No, it's not. No, so she doesn't have to do this <laughs> no, to keep her job. No, no, no. <laughs> Which is random as well. Yeah. So she actually went through like, they actually, not cast, but they interview you to see like who they're going to take on. You have to be eligible for it. You have to have worked there for three years. So there's like a vigorous like uh, weeding process to get the pretenders out. Wow, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm gonna have a little bit of alone time, a little bit of me time. I won't be able to contact her. There'll be no cuddle monster. There'll be no heaven. It's going to be a rough... It's going to be a bleak week for <laughs> yeah. you. I'm going to be... And you're away as well, aren't you? You're in Bali, so I've got both my women away from me. I'm going to be fucking... <laughs> I don't know who I'm going to be venting to and chatting Matt's to. It's going to be like rocking in the corner by the end of the week, being like, what's happening? Nikki's I mean, on night duty. I'm fucked. Yeah, <laughs> you can still contact me. I will be around, like, you know, from certain hours. I mean, no contact with your partner. That's pretty full on. Like, I wouldn't even be looking like doing that. Absolutely not. Like, that's a strong no from me. But, I mean, it's for a great cause. Good on her. We wish her all the best for the trail and I think she's going to smash it. She's probably going to come back absolutely wrecked. Like, you're going to be on massage duty. (laughs) Don't say that. She hears this. She'll be fucking... (laughs) But no, in all seriousness, speaking about Bali, I... I'm going to be in Bali extremely soon. I am getting really clingy (laughs) and attached to Michael because I know that I'm not going to be with him soon. So, like, we have become obsessed with each other. Mm. Like, we literally will, like, lie on the couch and just be cuddling at each other really tired and, like... You know, like all of that cringy stuff. Like we're just like obsessed at the moment. Like we're peaking at a 10. I don't know if I do that. I'm probably the opposite. I'll probably distance myself to get ready for it. (laughs) (laughs) Like to get ready for that. Is that that toxic? (laughs) Well, it helps me survive. So I don't know if that's toxic, then I'm toxic. Well, look, on that note, I think it's time to talk about how to make people obsessed with you in a toxic and a non-toxic way. Let's do it. Okay, Matt, you know the reason why we're doing this episode and it's because one of my friends who's single is having a really tough time at the moment dating. Like we remember how shit it was dating. Oh, it sucks. Um, You know, she's just gone through this kind of like weird like situation where she's feeling a little bit heartbroken and she was like, you know what I need, Anna? I just need a guy to be obsessed with me. How do I make a guy obsessed with you? And I was like, you know what? This is a great episode for a podcast and we want to hear a male perspective of this. So 
We're going to ask you, Matt, you want to tell long- us what makes a guy obsessed with you. Do you want the long answer or the short answer? Give us give us it all. Don't leave any <laughs> details out. Um, okay, so what makes me obsessed with a girl? I like a girl that's like, I like a girl that's confident. Mm. Love that. Love like, confidence. Yeah, confidence is key. So like if they're like coming in confident and like they know what they've got, like I'm sucker for that. Like yeah. sucker for that. So you think like fake it till you make it. So if you are feeling insecure, just like, yeah, you know. Yeah, like eventually show your vulnerable side. But if this yeah. is on like when you first meet someone, yeah, you have to, I reckon, come across confident. I love a bit of a fake it till you yeah. make it. <laughs> Yeah, we all do it. <laughs> um, what else? I don't know. Put a tight little number on and <laughs> look to make so when you first meet a girl. Yeah, I think the confidence is key. Being confident means that like also you're like you're strong, you're independent. You've got like your whole life going on. So like you can see that this girl, like they have it going on, and they're not relying on you to help them find themselves, sort of thing. So like you're coming in to this girl's life and you're you know what I mean like, yeah absolutely so you don't want to feel like if you start dating someone and you're on date two that you are their whole life <laughs> like <laughs> like if if you're like hey do you want to catch up they might be like oh I've got work oh I've got plans yeah. oh I've got a hobby so their life does not revolve around you yeah. essentially and then in saying that that can mean that they're not desperate so then obviously if someone comes across desperate that's a bit of a turn off as well yeah okay so if someone like shows that they like you too much you're like nah I've already got you yeah i'm tapping out but in saying that though like what happened with jen and i we were like each other factuated with each other straight away and hung out and i was obsessed yeah but you had six years of foreplay via instagram likes So like, I did. I had four years, <laughs> no, six years of just fuck, yeah, just like getting just rejected, like fantasizing, <laughs> just being like, what if? Okay, imagine? so that makes yeah, that makes sense then. That makes sense. So when I finally got it, I was there. Yeah. So okay, so yeah, keep them in your DMs for six years. Then. <laughs> fuck, that is that's what you call playing the long <laughs> game. The long that's game. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think about like me and Michael. Like we were like instantaneously obsessed with each other. But I actually spoke to Michael and I was like. Hey, like we're doing an episode on like being obsessed with each other. Like what made you obsessed with me? And Michael, the first thing that he said was your BJs. <laughs> I was actually going to list that, you know, I was actually going to say that, but I I was like, I don't like, I don't think that would be so appropriate straight away off the bat, but, but well, thank a- you, Michael, for bringing that up. Yes. Give a wicked head job. <laughs> but then the second thing. That he said when he was like, no, nah, no, nah, in all seriousness, he was like, how much fun we had together just made me so obsessed with you. Because like he said, like when he met me, I was just like in such a carefree mm-hmm. kind of like wanting to have fun, just like grabbing life by both hands and just being like, let's, you know, the world is our oyster. We can do whatever. And just that positive, happy type of vibe. And he said that really drew me to you. So, I mean, that's what Michael initially past the BJ <laughs> found that drew him in. Do you reckon you were yourself around Michael straight away? Yeah. I think that's so important. So important. You never want to put up this like facade of like I like you you basically don't want to pretend to be someone else because you can't continue to be someone else the whole time. The whole time. No, but like you yeah, but like I felt like I was myself around Jen. Like yeah. I felt like I could be myself and I could like, like I said, we like chatted till like four, 3 a.m. in the morning. Like yeah. just, I'd never done that with a girl. I'd never been like that with someone like being truly myself. Isn't it interesting that with both of our partners at the moment on our very first date, we actually ended up like the date was so prolonged and we ended up staying up to like 3 a.m. in the morning chatting with them. Like I think that's like a strong sign. If you can just chat to people and like have fun and enjoy their company, like, you know, we were both like blind (laughs) on these dates. But still like (laughs) I guess we didn't want the date to end. So we were like, let's have a few drinks, let's chat, let's have fun. And I think that is like a really great sign when you first meet someone. But in saying that after our first date, so after Michael and I's first date, he had messaged me here and there, like he had replied to some of my stories, you know, he'd liked a few of my Instagram photos, which I was all over. I was like, has he liked it yet? You know, you know, when you Did first- stalk or just like, oh no, you were posting photos for him to see if he liked it. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, you know, you yeah, know, like yeah. you get like, I don't know, let's just say you get a thousand likes and the only one you care about is the person who you're seeing. It was like a that vibe. Do you remember those days? And then you'd see if they'd viewed your story or not. 
and oh, the, yeah. the stories were like directly put up for them to see. Yeah, and then they haven't watched it and you're like, what are they doing? Oh. <laughs> but anyway, after our second date, we had kind of like had like little bits of interaction here and there. But I remember he like hadn't asked me on a second date yet. And I was like, that was like the best date of my life. And like, yes, he's interacted with me here and there. But like, why has this guy not asked me out on a second date? Like, I'm so confused. Like, he was acting obsessed with me. I was acting obsessed with him. Was I reading the room wrong? Then I started to doubt myself. And then I was like, no, I know it was a great date. So I actually messaged him and I was like, (laughs) I literally said so are you taking me out on a second date or what? Question mark. <laughs> Confidence. That's. And then his response was like, I was literally just about to ask you. I wanted to see if you were free on Thursday. And I was like, perfect, lock it in. Do, do you know why he waited so long? Has he told you why? Yeah. So okay. he was like, he was under the impression that like he was like, Yeah, so I think he was kind of trying to play a little bit hard to get because he was still unsure of like where my head was at. Uh And so, yeah, he was like trying to play it a bit cool. But then he reckons that after I sent that text message being like, you know, are you going to ask me out on a date or what? Um, Are you going to ask me out on a second date or what? From that moment on, he was like, fuck it. I think she's obsessed with me. I'm just going to act completely all in. And, you know, like he was like messaging me at like midnight when he was out with his friends. Like, what are you up to? What are you doing? Like always messaging me, like especially if he was drinking. So and then it just kind of like went from there. That is a sign if a guy's messaging you while he's out with his mates. Is it? Yeah, I reckon. Because you're not going to put your – like you're out like and you're single technically. And there's other girls There's around. other girls there and you're messaging – yeah. It's unless, a good sign. Unless he's just striking out and he knows that he's going. But Yeah, but if he's messaging you early in the night early or through the, night. the whole night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's like what time do you reckon? If it's past like 10 o'clock, then it could be like a bit of a strikeout situation. Even nine. No, I'd, I'd say early, later, 12. Oh, so 12. Okay. 12, one. Okay, right. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So that's striking got, out ladies yeah. in case you were wondering. Yeah, I've got a bit of <laughs> – don't, don't count me out at nine <laughs> or ten. What? <laughs> I wouldn't count me out then. Okay, what's a fail where you're like, this is a turn off? Like – I'm not going to be obsessed with you now. Like the thing, I mean, I'm asking you this question, but I'm also answering at the same time. Like guys, when I'm like first start, when I first start seeing a guy, they can do the smallest things and it just gives me the ick and I'm out. So like, what gives you the ick? Um, okay. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is like if they try to be like sexy and it just fucking fails or they try like to be what like when they kiss or yeah, when they, or they try yeah and like i've like you know like they bite their lips or something that's just not like they're trying to overdo it and then you're just like okay Ugh. You're like, so not too full on not too full on i think like away. a subtle bite of the lip could be like a little bit hot like what's that thing that they tell you to do to like look at a guy in the eye then look down at his mi- – what is it? Okay. They tell you to look look at a guy in the eyes, like, intently. Okay, then try, are you trying it now? On you. Yeah, just- <laughs> do you want me to? See it's if a it bit works. weird. See if it works. What do you mean see if it works with both the relationships? Well, see if it – just see if it – Okay, so it. they tell you to, like – I'm not doing it. I'm just explaining how to okay. do it. Okay, go on. I'm just, I'm just sitting here. I feel like I feel uncomfortable now. But anyway. You're the one who's getting I'm- hot and sweaty. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not getting hot. I'm just relaxed. (laughs) Okay. So basically they tell you to like look at a guy in the eye, like intently, Mm. and then you look down at their mouth and then you can like bite your own lip and then look back up at them with like a little bit of a smirk. Do you think that would work? I don't know. I've I've never seen it done, but maybe, yeah. In a subtle way, I think sometimes like girls can do it. Isn't it left to right eye? Oh, is it? Yeah. Maybe it and is. And then mouth? Yeah, I think maybe like left eye, right eye, mouth, and then like look back up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> ladies that are listening, Anna did not work on me then with Anna, but you I could try it with it. someone else. I didn't do it. <laughs> but if it works with someone else. Well, how, how do you know that you've made a guy obsessed with them, Anna? Like what gives it away that they just... I think when, you know, they're regularly messaging you, I mean... I have this rule and you know how stubborn I am. So like when I make a rule, I follow the rules. Yeah. yeah. 
I have this rule where like if I'm seeing a guy, I won't message them first. So like as soon as they message me, I'll just be totally normal. Like I won't like wait to text them back. I'll maybe wait like 10 minutes or something. So I'm not like fully jumping on that bandwagon as soon as they message me. But like, yeah, like I I probably like if I was seeing a guy for the first say three weeks, I probably wouldn't message them first. So I can kind of get a gauge about how much they're thinking about me because if I'm not messaging them, then they know They know, yeah. that if they want to talk to me, they're going to have to reach out. But then as soon as they reach out, it's like totally normal. I'm like, how's your day going? Da-da-da, like ask some questions. I hate that. What happens if they're playing games and you guys are having like a massive stalemate and no one's messaging anyone? Well, then it's just not for me because I'm like, well, if you're not willing to put in the hard yards, like... You get, yeah, you don't get the hard... <laughs> you don't get the hard one. <laughs> You get it. Okay, both look down the camera lens. Okay, so this is the thing that you're meant to do. Okay, so you look down. So we're going to try this for the people who are watching. Okay, so we're going to look down, look up, bite your lip, look down. (laughs) That was smouldering. So if you watch that, girls, I'm sorry, I am taken, but... (laughs) And they've all just fallen in love with me. Yeah, you've just fallen in love with me. But look at Amber behind the camera. (laughs) She's blushing. (laughs) No, I think everyone's falling in love with him. But how do you know a girl's obsessed with you, Matt? Um, Just they like hanging out at the front of my house waiting for me to leave. (laughs) Stalk you. Stalk me, just all that sort of stuff. No, again, in this day and age, it comes down to like messaging, I reckon. Like they're prompt messages. If anyone says they missed your message or they're too busy to reply, they're fucking lying. It's such trash. Like no one's missing a message. And especially if you like someone, that is like... You're like all encompassed in that. So you're absolutely not missing a message. If someone hasn't replied to you in 12 hours, it means that they don't like you. And I think that there's probably like 0.01% of a chance that they do like you. And it actually is a genuine mistake. Like it's I, it's never a genuine mistake, is it? You no, know, I remember I was seeing this girl and I was like, I was thought she was a vibe. I thought she was okay. She would take literally like three to two hours to reply to messages. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Three to two. <laughs> okay, two, two to three hours to reply to my messages. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm like, I'm not your main priority. There's some other dudes probably. I'm like, all right, yeah, done with this, you know, next. Yeah. Thank you, next. And then as I weaned off my replies, because I'm a pretty prompt replier. Like yeah. I'm, I don't fuck around. I don't play games. So when as I weaved off and I gave her two to three hours, four hours, you know, like that, her replies were coming in quick, heavy. She was organizing dates. She was like, let's do this. And I just, yeah, I just ghosted her in the end. You just like, you know what? Like people say like it's good to play games, but at the end of the day, if you're right for each other, there really is no need for games. If you're your authentic self, they're their authentic self. It's going to match. If you put on this like fake persona, you're attracting someone to you that actually isn't you. So it's just you're wasting everyone's time. I think like the thing that scared me the most when I was single is that like I would do one thing and it could put the right person off. So we are going to dive into toxic and non-toxic ways to make the right person obsessed with you. Let's jump in. Okay, so we're going to start off with the boring, non-toxic ways, I reckon, Anna. So if you're... Yeah, why do you love toxic so much? Like, I just have to ask you before we jump into this. I like to feel like the old me liked toxic. <laughs> True, actually. The old me did. And to be honest, I just... I liked it. It was spicy. It was just, you know, it kept me on my toes. It kept me guessing. Yeah. Maybe I'm the problem. I think you're the drama. <laughs> Maybe I... Am, am I, I the, the drama? drama? Maybe I was the problem. <laughs> No, look, yeah, look, it just was, it was different. It's a bit of fun. I think you like toxic when you're not serious about someone. I think as soon as you're serious, you're like, okay, cut the BS. Like, where are we at? <laughs> yeah, what's going Don't on? Don't stress me out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let my anxiety peak at a thousand all day <laughs> thinking about what's next. <laughs> okay, well, look, there's many ways to make someone obsessed with you. We're going to start off with the Ben Franklin effect. We've spoken about this on our podcast before. It's when you ask someone to do favors for you. Have you ever done a favor for someone, Matt? I would, I think I would when I would be talking to someone or trying to get them obsessed with me. I feel like you do favors just naturally, I feel, don't you reckon? Have you had a guy just do favors for you? 
Like they go out of their way to do stuff. Yeah, like not- I think if a guy likes you, they're definitely like trying to impress you. And one of the ways to do that is, I guess, to like, I don't know, fix your blinds, you know, like. Jen, when I went to her house, um, when we first started seeing each other, her apartment, the light wasn't working in her bedroom. So apparently her ex had tried to do it or something like that. So I was like, all right. So I took it, I went to Coles and I bought one and then I came back and it was the wrong one. So then I had to go again and I did all this stuff. So that was like a favor. Like when I, yeah, when I like a girl, I do favors for him. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of what the study has kind of showed us that people tend to like people more who do favors for them even if initially they didn't like them as much so maybe jen didn't like you as much and then you fixed the light bulb and she was like okay this guy's okay this guy's okay he's he's doing he's he's tall he's handy (laughs) i thought you're gonna say he's handsome (laughs) that as well well speaking of handsome don't be afraid to compliment them I knew this was going to come up. Mr. I love a compliment. He had to put it in there. And you know what? It's true. Like when you get a compliment, it does kind of like make you like people maybe a little bit more. I know for a fact that if I'm given one compliment, it sits with me for hours. (laughs) Like I'll be driving and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I am handsome. (laughs) Oh, 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 yeah, I was good at that. What's the best compliment you've been given? Let me just check my notes. Because <laughs> you write them all down <laughs> to remind yourself when you're in a deep yeah, state of anxiety. I do, oh, best compliment I've ever been given. What? You are too good looking to model for this brand. <laughs> that, sounds, that, sounds, I'm just kidding. that sounds like a backhanded compliment if I've ever heard one. They're like, fuck off. <laughs> That actually did happen to me, so that's not a lie. Okay, prolonged eye contact. I think this one is so underrated. Having good eye contact is really attractive and it shows confidence. It does, yeah. You bring us up on this all the time that we need to keep our eye contact off. Yeah, like even when we do the podcast, it just like connects you so you kind of like are on a similar wavelength. Yeah, and the eyes are the the window to the soul. Correct. So if you, um, you look straight in their eyes, you can see what they're about. <laughs> the way that's staring at me right now is like seriously concerning. I'm using someone's name. Have you heard of this one? No, I haven't, Anna. Can you tell me more, Anna? <laughs> okay, I get what you're doing. <laughs> so hearing your name said by someone is actually a bit of an ego boost. You know, it kind of makes you think they remember my name. Firstly, it kind of gives you a little bit of extra confidence and studies have actually shown that hearing your own name has a unique effect on brain activation. So what does it do? It makes you think that this person likes you a lot more, makes you feel more important to them, makes you think that they um, they care about you and they've actually taken the time to get to know you in a way, like what your name is. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to return the favour, mirroring is actually a really great way to make someone obsessed with you. I love this one. I love when um, Jen picks up on my, like what I say, my sayings and all that sort of stuff. Gestures. Yeah, gestures. I reckon that's so funny. Like I'll be doing something and then I'll hear her say something that I say all the time. And I'm like, hey, you got that from me. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. that's mine. Yeah, I reckon that's hot. Yeah. But also like as well, like when you are like with people a lot like we pick up each other's sayings as well i mean what was it that i used to say a lot um unreal unreal yeah yeah (laughs) i used to say unreal as well so like i think it's also like when you're spending lots of time with people then slowly subconsciously yeah subconsciously you start mirroring them yeah don't be scared to show them your flaws so i reckon that like i said before don't jump into this straight away i mean i would never have had a girlfriend in my life if i showed them my (laughs) flaws we spoke about catfishing before. Jen sometimes says you catfished me. What do you mean? Why would <laughs> like, she think you catfished her? She, she goes, I just didn't realize how like, you know, just my quirky, real full quirky side. Yeah. You know? And like, we're all a bit quirky. So like, I think it's something that we kind of hide in the beginning to a certain degree. Like, yeah. I feel like I was like pretty authentic with who I was pretty early on. But of course, like I wasn't like a full blown like crazy person at the start of my relationship as opposed to now but yeah like slowly as those layers get peeled back it's nice to be like oh you know it's something that can be seen as a flaw is actually really intriguing and really like pulls you in and you know 
it's kind of nice to be like not everyone sees this side of you and I'm lucky enough to be able to peel back those layers. Like we said, you get to be yourself around them. Yeah. I um, I pretend to be the joker to Jen, like do like the laugh and then like That's sort of scary. like... scary. Yeah, she gets really wigged out and then like I sort of like stroke her face and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> and she just like sits there like, what the fuck? I mean, you've, you're kind of pulling back the layers for the podcast because <laughs> yeah, I, know, I yeah. mean, you've told us about the cuddle monster the other week. So, you know... Slowly we're getting to see the real you. The real me and how (laughs) all my quirks. (laughs) Also, something that's super interesting for attracting a guy is to actually expect good things from people. So psychologists say that we tend to mold to the expectations that people have set for us. So I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. I was once dating this guy and I remember a lot of people around me had been like, he's a bit of a fuck boy stay away from him, like bad vibes, da, da, da. So I went in with this really negative perception of him. And I remember I actually said to him, are you a fuck boy? And he was like, what makes you say that? And then he kind of played into that role. Whereas like maybe if I was like, um, you know, you seem like a really good guy. I feel like you're like really loyal and compassionate and kind. Then maybe he would have been like, oh, she thinks really highly of me. I'm going to like try and meet those kind of expectations. I, as a, I 100% agree with that. I reckon as a guy, like if a girl sets that expectation early, well, you're like, well, that's what you think. Like, like, look, I'm not going to put a lot of energy into trying to convince you. Otherwise, I don't like you that much. You know what I mean? Like we're just seeing each other. So you're not going to give all your energy into trying to change their opinion. You're just going to go with what, what they reckon. Yeah. So like, it's interesting to hear from a guy's perspective. So if you think that someone was to label you as a fuck boy, you'd be like, oh, well, that's what they think. Yeah. If I was just dating them, going on a couple of dates with them, I wouldn't try to convince them otherwise. Like, why would I put energy? And I know for firsthand, I've grown up with women and women around my life. They're stubborn. <laughs> like you're not going to change it's hard pers- to change their mind once they've made it up yeah, you know what I mean so you're not sure. going that's a lot of energy to try to convince someone otherwise if you're just you like them at a minimal yeah. stick amount yeah whereas like if someone's like you're a fucking unreal guy Matt you'd be like okay Thanks. I'm I'm going to show you how unreal I am <laughs> Thanks <laughs> thank you um well I've said this before on the podcast a lot of when I was dating a lot of women said like as you you're not what do you think what you think you're going to be like so like when they see me on social media or how they've their perception of me is a lot different once they meet me the next one for making him obsessed is just let him talk about himself matt loves a good yarn about himself (laughs) if it's a guy like Matt, i'm sure you can win him over by just letting him chit chat about how good he is literally just (laughs) let me do that (laughs) i I was thinking that (laughs) no yeah i think jen realized that quite early on that I just fucking love to talk about myself and what's going on. So just let me, yeah. let me do it. And, and, then- and look, it doesn't have to be on a surface level. You can really like dig deep and like let someone open up about themselves and be there to listen and just, you know, kind of like hold space for them. That's so underrated. I feel like we, like some women don't realize how important that is to a man. Like, really? Yeah. Like I think for me, it's important that I have a partner that I can go home to and I can like speak to and they hold space for me and I can talk to them and actually open up to them and tell them how I'm feeling about stuff and there's no judgment on their end they're just really receptive receptive to what I'm saying and they give me that time and like they look you're not looking sometimes for a solution I know that like I've been told this about women sometimes when they vent they're not looking for a solution absolutely like they just want someone to talk to they just want someone to listen yeah which is hard for me it took me a while to realize that because I'm such a solution-based person same so like I'm like bang well we'll do this and this will solve the problem yeah and yeah a lot of guys sometimes don't want that they just want someone there to listen yeah and I think it's important to remember that it's a two-way street so like if you're like you know, holding space for someone. You don't want someone who's just going to constantly talk talk at you. I remember once I dated this guy and he was just so self-obsessed and focused on talking about himself. And like, I was happy to listen for a certain amount of time. But then when, you know, someone's like not be like asking you how you're doing and kind of like really making it that two-way street where you can both interact with each other. I think that's also a red flag as a woman that you have to look out for. I'm pretty guilty of that because I grew up with my mum where like you could just talk at her 
And like my mum would just like loved us so much that she would just listen. Yeah. So like I've taken that into like my normal everyday stuff. I pulled you up on that before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where I just so she like I just talk at her and my mum loved us so much. She'd just be so receptive and want to hear all about it. But your mum would have probably <laughs> loved for you to ask her how her <laughs> I know, day was. I know. Well, sometimes your poor mum. Well, sometimes when I pop in to grab something from my mum's, like I'll start just talking at her and she'd be like, "Well, this happened to me," and I'm like, well, "Fuck, mum, just I'm not finished yet." <laughs> no, no, I've gotten better with age. I've gotten better. I'll you actually before. have gotten better. Like yeah. I, re- I reckon, like when we first became like close friends. Yeah. Sometimes you would talk at me a little bit, and I was like, "Anyway." Michael and I are going well. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I remember you pulled me up on it and I was like, yeah, so I make a conscious effort. But now. you're like you're like so much better now. It's like a different person. Yeah. Uh, this is what I said earlier. Have a life outside of them. So like show them that you can be independent. You can have a balanced life between them and your normal life because yeah. no one likes a stage five clinger. Like. No. And I think it's important when you're in a relationship or when you get to a place in a relationship or even just when you're ready to date someone, like when you're ready to go on a first date, you don't want to be putting your absolute like everything into it. Like if you're going on a first date, it shouldn't be the be all and end all of your year. Like it should be like, okay, I'm going on a date for two hours and then I've got work, I've got this planned, I've got this hobby. Like your life should be complete without that day and if the day goes well that's great but it can't be like your sole focus because people Mm. feel that energy as well yeah i mean i've been guilty of this immersing myself into my relationships and and it's just i feel like it takes away from you and then it can turn the other person off as well i feel as well so like you got to find that balance yeah it's definitely about balance like we're not saying don't get excited but it can't be the be all and end all i like this when they show you affection early we've spoken about this on the podcast like touch him casually like slight touches break that boundary and some guys do like that and it does show that look from a complete guy's perspective if you're on like and you're trying to get this guy to like you, if you're like touching him, it's showing him that there is going to be a next like a second base, and that always, what do you mean? That always keeps a guy base? like intrigued. You know what I mean? To like you know, and they could like you a little bit, and then you like touch him on the arm, or you like you know flirt with him in that way. They're like in their minds, they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, this is going well. I could be, you know, getting lucky. Getting is that lucky. what guys think? Yeah, that's gotcha. so weird. Yeah. I just I don't think about like anything sexual. I'm, if a guy's like touching me, like or touches my leg or like touches my shoulder or something, then I'm like he likes me. Like that's just my in- initial thought. I'm like he likes me. I think I speak for a high percentage of males that if a woman touches you, you're going, "All right, we're on." Really? Yeah. Well, fuck, there's been a lot of disappointed guys <laughs> that I've gone on dates with. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that rubber in my wallet might be finally getting used. <laughs> sick. Something that I think to make a guy like obsessed with you, whether it's a first date, whether it's like, you know, five dates in or whether you're still trying to like keep the sparks alive in your relationship is something that's so simple and that's just smiling being happy, having fun, enjoying life. This is what Michael said that made him obsessed with me. And interestingly, Matt, a study by researchers at Stanford University found that people report a more positive interaction with someone when they're smiling. Like there's nothing worse than going on a date with someone and they're just like stone-faced. Oh, that would be like I would probably cut that date, ask for the bill and get out of there early. And from coming from a joker and a funny guy as well on that, if they're cracking jokes just laugh make them feel like they're funny it never hurts laugh at their jokes <laughs> if a girl's laughing at me i'm like yeah this girl's a vibe they're into me yeah, yeah. They're into me. this is a vibe yeah like I, I think it's definitely an important point to like not take things too seriously like to make things light-hearted like you know ladies if he's not that funny don't laugh at him <laughs> I reckon to <laughs> laugh at him. I reckon make him feel like he's funny. I mean, I think if he cracks a good joke and it's warranted, like a laugh is warranted, then you can get a laugh. We're but talking if it's about, a trash joke. We're talking about the non-toxic, not the toxic ones. <laughs> we're, getting it, we're getting there soon. <laughs> well, look, I think on that note, I think it's just time we jump straight into the toxic because these ones are good. Something I love about the non toxic ways to make someone obsessed with you is that you're making someone like you for who you are. You're not trying to trick them, but 
We are a generation who loves toxic. I mean, you are renowned for loving the chase. You love toxicity. You've spoken about it a lot. When you were single, it was kind of like your go-to. Have you ever been able to pinpoint what it is that you love so much about like a toxic woman? Um, I was thinking about it and I think it is, yeah, the chase and like not knowing exactly what the fuck's going on, for, <laughs> like, like not knowing where their head's at, not knowing like what's next, not knowing where you stand. Yeah. And I guess like feeling uncomfortable in that like relationship, like right now I'm in a very happy relationship and I feel so good. And to think that I used to f- like strive <laughs> in those things, it's just wild and I don't ever want to go back there. Yeah. Is it a, do you reckon I would attract toxic people into my life because I was toxic at the time? I think so. Absolutely. Mm. Well, what, what is it? It's like the law of attraction. It's like what you are, you attract. And somehow you seem to attract a lot of toxicity. And, it's fun, and that's a true statement because I reckon as soon as like you and me had a chat and you said you need to like sort of pull your head pull in, your head in <laughs> within a week, or two, I reckon Jen was on you the had set. a girlfriend. Yeah. I was like, fuck, he's really taking my advice on yeah, board. Yeah, I reckon it was like within a week because I was in a, like a real toxic place, like mixing around and not doing well for myself. And yeah. Then I reckon we had that chat and then that happened. So I reckon the law of attraction is true in that respect. Yeah, well, like obviously we all love toxic because it's the thrill of the chase. It's like this conquest that we like yeah. – want to kind of like win it's like if someone's kind of like showing you signs that maybe they don't like you then you're like well fuck you i'm gonna i'm gonna do everything i can i'm gonna do everything in my power to win you over oh fuck even thinking about that gives me anxiety doesn't (laughs) it yeah it gives you like the creeps like, like yeah and you're right i reckon as soon as like you felt like they didn't want anything to do with you you're like well fucking oath i'm gonna make you want something to do with me yeah let's it's on baby (laughs) you know what i mean so We do love toxic, but the thing about toxic situationships or relationships or even just like dating, like first dates or whatever, when they get toxic, you kind of end up chasing someone that maybe you don't even like. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't even know them that well, but you just put them on this massive pedestal. End up dating them for a year. Oh, yeah, you've been there. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's true. And I mean, that's why this toxic culture to make people obsessed with you is so prevalent. Like there's so much content on this on TikTok and YouTube and, you know, people thrive on it. They love it because they're like, how do I get this person who maybe might not have liked me to want me? Yeah. And um, there's a lot of ways to do that. So if you think the non-toxic way hasn't worked for you, this is where you've got to listen because this is definitely going to help you. But is it the guy you want or is it the girl you want? Is well, it? no, it's not. And this is what we want to stress. Like we are going to give you the toxic versions because we know you guys want them. But like I think if it's going to be a serious relationship or – someone who is actually going to fall in love with you for the person you are, you need to go the non-toxic route. Maybe maybe these are good if someone's being toxic to you to turn it over and make them chase you. Absolutely. And like take these points for that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like if someone's being toxic and being like hot and cold and, you know, all of that good stuff, maybe it's time for you to take back your power. So, The first way to do that is find little ways to reject them because rejection breeds obsession. 100%. If that's like saying you're too busy to go on a date with them or like rejecting plans they make or cancelling on them last second, that's definitely the way to do that. And it's definitely a great way to reel someone in. I mean, Matt, you you know firsthand you love a bit of you love a bit of toxic rejection to really Mm. grow that obsession it does work absolutely and when you mix pleasure with pain when the same person gives you both it creates this psychological attachment style to them absolutely that's like the person who you're thinking about 24 7 you're like you know, are they going to message me back this time? Like I'm sending out this message, like who knows when they're going to reply? Like, you know, I've dated a guy who like, you know, sometimes he would reply, sometimes he wouldn't. And it just made me so obsessed with him. It was not healthy. Like I was unhealthily obsessed with him. And it was literally because he used every toxic trick in the book to make me, to 
to put me in that place. Oh, I remember like checking your phone and seeing if it was the person you're messaging and then it wasn't. And then, and then your heart sinks. Oh. Like, oh, don't take me back there. I think something that you have to be willing to do when dating is to be willing to walk away and to just do it effortlessly, you know, cut communication. If someone is treating you in a specific way, to get them to come back and to watch them come like basically running back, I think being able to walk away and mentally walk away. So just ghost them <laughs> essentially. And Essent- then essentially like if so, and I mean, it, it's so toxic, but like if someone does something that you don't like, you know, you're just like, okay, cut, you're done. Just having that, like, it's kind of like almost being able to pull out your emotions from it or being stubborn enough to be like, I'm not putting up with this. I've been always fascinated by my mates that can do that. I've never been able just to walk away and just not like, you know what I mean? It's just for me, I don't know. But that's because your feelings are involved. I feel like feelings have to be either like, you know, some people don't let themselves feel past a certain point. Yeah. Like people cut off their emotions, you know. What a happy life they must live. <laughs> unhappy. But what a blissful <laughs> life they must live. What a blissful life. I think as well, like if you're going to make someone obsessed with you, you have to have the inner confidence and essentially be obsessed with yourself. Like you need to be like, I am the best catch there is out there. They would be lucky to have me. And, you know, it's kind of like manifesting like where like you see yourself on this pedestal and so therefore they kind of see you on that pedestal as well. Put yourself on that pedestal. Don't don't let them wait for them to do it. Put yourself up there. And we all know you do that. So I'm already sitting up there <laughs> loud and proud. This one, I, I mean, yeah, don't sleep with them straight away. This is this is this is handbook rules like number one for me. This is like, I I think there's you know we talk a lot about how uh, I, I think there's a fine line. You do, yeah. I think five dates for you, I'd be out by like the third. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> you absolutely wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know because that's just that's like long haul stuff. That's like five days. Yeah, but like if you're looking for a relationship, I True. think that if someone is going to wait five dates to sleep with you for like, I don't know, say you go out with them for a year. Like it's not the worst, is it? Yeah, when you put it in that. But when you're out dating and you know that you're not looking for a relationship. Well, I think for me, the reason why I do the five date rule is because I'm like, well, you know, at a minimum, they're going to get to know me for like an hour each day. This is minimum. Let's say a date goes two hours. That's 10 hours of getting to know me. And me getting to know them equally. So, like, they know me, I know them. Now I feel comfortable to have sex with them. And, like, also I feel like, you know, guys kind of sometimes need to create that attachment by getting to know you before they have sex with you to then really be like, oh, my God, I'm obsessed. And I think that's why this has fallen in the toxic category. Hypothetically, you spend those 10 hours, your investment, you're investing in this person. Yeah. It's all going well. You go to the shag wagon, you go up there, you're in bed and it's the absolute worst lay you've ever had. Wouldn't you just be like... Yeah, I'd bin them. (laughs) (laughs) But you've invested all this time. Well, like maybe, may, like look, maybe if they're they're bad in bed, then maybe you might put some time into helping them, like <laughs> curate their skills. Seems like a lot of time <laughs> into something that could just. Well, I mean, look, anyone can be bad in bed, so I mean, that's just the roulette, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's that's investing, you know. That's what it might go, might pay dividends, it might not. Yeah, I think holding your dignity at any sign of disrespect is one that. I actually don't think is that toxic, but I like I know I'm a little bit toxic, but this for me doesn't fall under the toxic category. So like if you feel disrespected by a guy in any way to hold your dignity and be like, that's not okay. I don't appreciate that. And just telling people straight. So that means if you feel disrespected by a guy early on while you're dating them to call them out on it. Absolutely. And I would I would always do this. And I know you're looking at me like I'm being toxic, but I don't think that's toxic. I don't think that's toxic either. I think I think that's like being straightforward with someone. Yeah. Obviously on like the first like let's say two dates, like it's nice to be polite and like, you know, it's we all want to just have a good time, get to know each other, see if we're on a, like a playing field where we kind of are wanting the same things. Once we get to like date three, if someone does something where I'm feeling disrespected, I mean even date one if someone did something where I was disrespected, I would probably be like, I don't appreciate that. 
It depends on the, the... It depends on the circumstances, for sure. You would definitely sure. ghost him. You wouldn't talk to him again, I feel. Like, yeah. You would just be like, nah, you're... you're yeah, you're out. Yeah, you're you out. struck you're out, first go. Yeah. <laughs> you're no good. And I like that, though. So, I reckon we put that into the non-toxic because I reckon a strong-minded, independent woman, like I said before, is hot. But that's not for everyone. Like I remember when, and I know this is like such a random like example, but when we were on Love Island, I remember Owen was kind of like had me and Jesse both on the go. And um, he he actually said to me on Love Island, this is such a random example, but it's just literally come to my mind. He literally said to me like, I'm going to choose you over Jesse. And then he still hadn't made a decision. So that night I went up to him and I was like, I'm not playing this game with you. I'm not going to do this. Like you, you need to make your decision. Otherwise I'm like moving on. And the next day he chose Jesse because he couldn't like. So you reckon he couldn't take that strong. Indif- well, everyone's different. Like you love a strong woman. You know, Michael yeah. loves a strong woman. That's why he's with me. But like some guys want to be the alpha. And like, I think. They want that masculinity. They want to be. Yeah. Like, like they want to be like the boss. And I think it can like either like really work or it can go in the opposite direction where a guy will be like, you're too strong for me. And I think, look, if you're a strong woman, be strong. Like you want someone who can handle that. If someone is like threatened by that, then like fuck them off anyway. I think there is a fine line. Like obviously I think every man like and myself wants to feel masculine and wants to be like the the person that's like in somewhat dominant dominant yeah somewhat. but then again i don't mind for a girl to take a, like the lead on some sort of stuff like i'm like yeah whatever absolutely like, that's chill with me like i like that a girl like you know the, the old cliche thing that they always say when there's like a girl doesn't know what she wants to eat or what she wants to drink she's like i don't care like yeah i don't like that that does that like that actually frustrates me i just if i don't because i really don't care so i'm like yeah i'm just gonna sit here forever just being like you know what i mean yeah so i like that I like him just be like that straight down and this is what we're doing sort of thing. Yeah. And like, look, and everyone's different. Like some guys might be like, I want to take the lead and order. But like, you know, it's also, I guess, when you're dating about getting to know people, getting to know what their like needs Mm. and wants are. But yeah, like I think it really is like dependent on the person. Mm -hmm. But I think that another toxic way to make someone obsessed with you is to kind of make them prove themselves to you, not the other way around. So like, for instance, like if I go out on a first date, a lot of the time when we go on dates, we're kind of like, I really want them to like me. But you need to kind of like change your mindset if you're playing that toxic game and be like, kind of like, well, what are you bringing to the table? What do you offer me in a relationship? A little bit toxic, a lot of bit toxic. I don't know. What do you think? I reckon this one could go either way because like, I feel like if you've, there's a, I think there's a fine line to make it not toxic and toxic. Totally. Like, do, like you should always go into the mentality of dates when you're dating of like, what are you bringing me? Do I like you? Yeah. But like, don't make it so you make them feel insignificant and like suppress them. Like just no. do it in a nice way where they know that they're, like, but if you want to go full toxic, <laughs> just fucking make them feel like shit and make them feel like they're constantly climbing a ladder where they're never going to get there. That is so bad. <laughs> and you just keep pulling that ladder higher and higher and they're just trying to it's get the there. the never-ending ladder. And, yeah, of them trying to impress you. Look, give them a preview to what life would be like with you. I don't think this is toxic, but like, you know, like put your best foot forward, especially for the first few dates. You know, like... I. The thing is, is in life, we all just want to have a good time. We want to have fun. We want things to be positive and happy. And we know that, you know, that's not life. That's not reality. Like shit happens. Bad things can happen. But, you know, when you're going on those dates, like I think it's like good to kind of like, you know, be the best version of you. Imagine dating a girl like a couple of dates or dating a guy, should I say, or just dating someone a couple of dates in and then like something goes wrong and you get to see their full fucking like... You know what I mean? Side where like they crack it and they're like getting real frustrated. You'd be like, hell no. Yeah, probably don't show them that preview of you. No. I reckon I would have scared Jen away and a lot of girls in my life. I showed I them think, that early. I think we could have all scared a lot of people away if we were like our, like the thing is, is it's not really your authentic self. It's like you on a bad day or like you when you're at like optimum 10 out of 10 stress levels. So like we're not always like that. And yeah, we just like probably don't show them <laughs> 
this one I love because I feel like it kind of relates to me and Michael and that is to give people space and allow them to admire you from a distance. So when Michael and I met, we met at the ESPY at the Beauty and the Geek event. Interestingly, I was still kind of like talking to the guy who I was – no, I was already seeing someone and – Things with me and him were kind of like deteriorating and going to shit and shit was hitting the fan. And Michael had followed me on Instagram. I followed him back. But then, you know, there was kind of a bit of like space. He would message me here. He would message me there. But there was kind of like a month and a half where like he kind of just watched my stories and kind of like, you know, we'd kind of like admired each other from afar, you could say. And kind of built up some of the attraction maybe. And like we tried to catch up here and there, but it didn't work out. And like when we first initially tried to catch up, obviously I had ended things with the other guy. I was still a little bit upset about what had happened in the other situation. Like Michael was kind of like, (laughs) this sounds terrible, but like kind of like more of like that rebound, like in my head, like that type of mentality. But yeah, like we tried, me and Michael actually tried to catch up and then it didn't work out. And it wasn't like, I wasn't like freaked out about it. I wasn't like immediately trying to like reschedule a time. Like it was kind of like, I think, I think he was out on like a Friday night with his friends and he knew I was out and he was like, oh, we should catch up for a drink if you're free. But then both of us didn't end up being free and then we kind of just left it like it was we didn't like make new plans or schedule new plans and then I'm kind of glad that we kind of did that and gave each other space because when we were both in a good mental place to meet we did so like when I finally was like okay I'm totally over this other guy like he's a fucking idiot I'm like not moving on due to like rebound I'm moving on because like I'm actually ready to that was like the best time for us to meet and that's why I think it kind of worked speaking of that and now partners I am admired from afar Jen for six years yeah and then like again I messaged her and I was like are you ready to rock and roll and then she was like not right now I'm still in that stage and I said I respect that and then two months later yeah she messaged me and said she's ready to get a drink cute yeah so that's like a good point yeah these aren't even that toxic it depends how you spin it to be honest <laughs> I, I mean a toxic I mean, person would take these and would make them toxic I, re- <laughs> I reckon it's more reflect on yourself if you're listening to these and you think they're toxic maybe reflect there, on there definitely are some that are toxic but i also think that we have a little bit of toxic in us which we're not afraid to admit mm. and that's why we're like hmm is that that toxic <laughs> i don't know okay, so maybe we're like no they're not that toxic <laughs> yeah we're, we're the toxic one and then I think the last one that we want to touch on is the triangle effect. We touched on this before. It's left eye looking in the right eye down to the mouth and then back up to both eyes. It's just, it's sexy. As a guy, you probably have, every girl's done this to you and you haven't even noticed. Honestly, like. I reckon I haven't. It's kind of like builds that sexual tension and like that kind of like feeling in the air of like, ooh, like this is like. I mean, this is like more like for a woman, I would say, where we're like, this could be like moving in the right direction. This could be a second base. I don't even know what second base is. (laughs) This could be moving to like something a bit more. I'm trying to think right now when you say that, if I've ever seen that. And I I don't feel like I have, but I feel like I've felt what comes after it, if you know what I mean. I think your ex (laughs) did it to you. You reckon? Yeah, I think I actually saw that with my own eyes. So when you're like... I don't know, I think that's happened to me. I'm like, it definitely has. <laughs> she had a different way of doing things. She was, um, yeah, she knew what she was doing with that. <laughs> toxic way of things. Okay, well, look, it's that time of the show where we find out where our heads are at. Don't go anywhere. Let's get into it. All right, so you're about to ask us where our heads are at. This first one comes in from Stacey. Okay, so Stacey has said, I'm struggling to get guys to stay interested in me after a first date. The conversation usually starts to die after the first date and I'm trying my best not to come across desperate. How do I make him obsessed with me? Okay, Stacey, I reckon maybe your chat game shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Honestly, what do you? I think you should take away our tips that we've said here and see where it goes from there. Obviously, I think maybe you're picking guys that aren't interested in going on more than a first date. That yeah. sounds like that. Maybe 
you like I said, maybe your chat game is a bit shit. Maybe <laughs> you may- can't tell her a chat game. Well, maybe it's not so much. It could be any. It could be the guys that they're not interested in going on another date. I think if a couple of guys are not wanting to go on a second date, then what? It's chat. Might be a reflection of you. <gasps> nah, that's well, so mean. Look, I think she could be meeting the wrong guys. Like, there is that option as well. You know, like there's a lot of times where you like meet someone and you're just like, it's not you. It's literally just that there's no sparks. Like you're a great person. There's no like sparks and connection. So honestly, Stacey, I don't think worry. I think that if you keep going on these first dates, Let's think about it. What's the worst thing that's happening? You're getting to meet new people. You're getting a free feed, a free drink. If they're paying. <laughs> yeah, well, you'd hope so. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like you, you're learning. And I feel like the people forget actually the fun side of dating. Yeah. It's a learning experience as well. Like yeah. we learn things. We like grow. We're like also like I guess like maybe come at, come at it from the angle like, you know, what are they doing to like make me interested in them as opposed to like, why don't they like me? Obviously like no one wants to feel desperate and like rejection sucks. And it is f- such a hard pill to swallow when you feel like kind of like the messages are kind of like weaning off or dying down, especially if you go on the first day and you're actually like, you know, I'm into this person. But I, I guess my advice would be keep dating, keep putting yourself out there and see what works for you. And there will be someone who will come along who will be like, this is a cool chick, you know, let's see how it goes. I think maybe just don't come on like super strong at the start, like have fun, enjoy the day. You know, we've given a lot of tips on this episode and kind of try and implement some of them. Okay, Stacey, I reckon try this for your next date, okay? Maybe you say, okay, hey, you've organized a date, but then you say you've got a flat tire. So you go out, give yourself a puncher. You ask them to do a favor. They come change your tire. (laughs) As they're there, you compliment them. They say how handy they are. The whole time you keep eye contact. So you're keeping eye contact with them. But remember to use their name. So you call them by name the whole time. After a while, you mirror their gestures while they're changing your tire. You, you pick up what they're saying. Don't be scared to show them your flaws though, Stacey. And I don't mean the real ones. I mean just little ones. Like you've got a dirty car. Be like, oh, I'm going to clean it. <laughs> Expect good things from him. So pick a okay, guy that you're expecting okay, good gonna, things I'm from. I'm going to stop you right here. Thank you so much, Matt, for the advice. Everyone's already heard the podcast. <laughs> oh, this, is, this, is the, this is the ultimate date on okay. how to make him obsessed with you. Okay. Touch him casually as he's changing your tire. You know what? The, with the whole touching thing, like I actually hate it when like I, I'm not into a guy and they touch me too much. So I would say like, especially for a first date, if, you, if you're not 100% sure that they're into you, like I would keep the touching to like a minimum. Like here and there, that's fine. But like I get the ick if a guy is like, over touching me. Yeah, I'm just going to put that That's out a guy there. for a girl. It's a bit different when a girl's touching a guy. True. Well, is it? I don't know. We both, we're all out there being like, yeah. who's this person? <laughs> okay. So the next one has come in from Jemima. She has written in saying, what fragrances, male and female, can you use to make them obsessed with you? Fuck, we haven't even spoken about fragrances, Matt. Oh, I reckon Britney Spears fantasy. <laughs> I'm kidding, no. I reckon that's such a such a it's just a good smelling one. And I think yeah. that like it could go one or two ways. You could have one that I've I literally have like my sister wears my ex's perfume. Amber, our producer, wears another one of my ex's yeah, perfumes. Every time like they come to me, I'm like, oh Jesus, that reminds me of thing. That reminds me of thing. So it could go it could go either way, really. Like Do you know what? Once I was seeing this guy and we were at Maya. And he literally pointed out this fragrance to me and he was like, oh my God, I love this fragrance. You should get it. And I was like, what is it? I was like, is I was like, don't tell me this is your ex's perfume. I kid you not. He was like, yeah, I just love this smell. I was like, you love your ex, you freak. Like, what do you mean? Like, that's, I can't believe that I'm seeing a guy who's telling me to wear their ex's perfume. Like, are you right? In hindsight, he was doing that so you didn't leave that your smell on him when he went back to her. Stop <laughs> it. Do you think that's what it is? I used to tell girls to not wear perfume to my house because I didn't want the smell on my sheets. Why? Because you were like had a high rotation. But yeah, I used to say it'd give me a headache if I smelt it on my sheets. Toxic, Matt. So toxic. I used to ask them politely. Not I to love wear it when, you. in all seriousness, though, I love it when a guy is wearing like a sexy cologne. Like 
Chanel Blue. That's got that. Love that. Do you remember in the villa? Savage. Do you remember in the villa, like six people were wearing Chanel Blue? Chanel Blue, yeah. <laughs> it was the smell of Love Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> I had one. Dior everyone. Sauvage. That is like, that is the hottest perfume. Like I said when we were on Love Island, and yeah. I'll say it again, hottest male perfume in my opinion. Do you, you what's your female ones? Oh, geez. I, I, I honestly, I don't know. Maybe like... I used to, I wear that Republica one that okay. from Mecca. It's a girl and guys one. Oh, nice. They're I reckon beautiful. that's really good. That's yeah. my one now that I run. I have this little square one and it's from Mecca. It's like so expensive. Michael got it for me for my birthday and it's like almost about to run out, which I'm so sad about. And it's like, I wish I knew the, what it was called, but it is like amazing. I'll put it on our um, Facebook group for everyone who's yeah. interested. That one's amazing. But if you want like a cheaper one, I love, like love, love, love from Chemist Warehouse, the Euphoria by Calvin Klein. Like uh, to die for. I used to get the most amount of compliments with yeah. that. I'm, and I, I think once this perfume bottle, the most expensive ones run out, I'm going to go back to that. I used to wear Calvin Klein one every yeah. day. Now I've moved to Tommy. Yeah. Just every day one. But yeah, my going out one's either Chanel Bleu. Or <laughs> Bleu. The, the, yeah, the tricky thing about fragrances is when I wear Chanel, it reminds me of like, you know, like a different time in my life. So I really refrain from wearing that now. Like it's yeah. weird. And that's just something that I Fragrances think- can be hit and miss for that reason. Because yeah. you can... You can be like, oh, my God, I smell amazing. This guy's going to be so attracted to me. But realistically, he can be like, oh, my God, they smell like my ex. What did I say to Amber? <laughs> like, I go, fuck, you smell like like my ex. My ex. And then yeah. when my sister, like when she comes, when we're at my mum's, I go, fuck me. Where, is, what's her name here now? What's going on? Like, yeah, you like get freaked out. Yeah, You're I'm like, like oh, yeah. my ex is here. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's a real hit and miss, just... You but know. but I mean, look, I think it's always amazing. Like it's always great to smell amazing, and yeah. like people should definitely have a nice fragrance. I think it's something nice. Don't overdo it. Like I used to, I reckon, like shower and perfume when I was like in nineteen twenty. I would like literally like spray like twenty puffs of the what, perfume. What age do you reckon you realize that you don't have to put too much on? Um, <laughs> you, you I mean, you're an adult and you're like you don't need. probably like last year. <laughs> <laughs> And you realise I don't need that this much on. Yeah, like a nice like hint is nice. Like yeah. you don't need to like overpower everyone in the room and like give everyone an asthma attack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well look, I think that's all we have time for today, Matt. It's been a really fun episode. Hopefully we've helped you make someone obsessed with you. Um, let us know message us on instagram or join our facebook group we're loving the interaction there you guys are funny you're hilarious we're loving it so let's keep that up we're about to make a little video for our facebook group now so keep your eyes peeled and make sure as always if you have time give us a five-star review it really helps our podcast grow share the podcast with your friends and until next time bye bye